Drew Michael will make his HBO stand-up special debut this Saturday, August 25th. Jared Carmichael directs and Suki Waterhouse also stars. Drew's written for Saturday Night Live, guest starred on The Carmichael Show and recorded his first special on Comedy Central's The Half Hour. I gave Drew a call last week to chat about his new special and I'm excited to share that with you now. Drew Michael. Yes, me. How are you? How are you doing? Great, great to connect with you, boy. I, I really loved your special, really did. Wow, thank you, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I, I'm really curious how the conversation went with Gerard when he pitched this to you. You talked a bit about it in the intro. Really curious how that went. Oh, um, okay, yeah. I mean, um, the, the, you know, it, it sort of was a, was a process. Um, you know, when I when when he and I started talking about just the vision for the special, like, you know, what, what I asked him, what do you see when you, when you see this on, on, on camera, what do you see? And we both kind of had this shared vision, which was like, we see, I, he's like, I see you in a void. And I was like, that's exactly what I see. So we, really? so we try to figure out ways to, to kind of, you know, create that image. And we, we looked at different, you know, like little uh, you know, concert films and things like that to kind of see what type of venue would be appropriate Right, and right. essentially, the, the, the way he and I kind of work creatively is we'll throw out the crazy idea and see if there's a way to emulate that in reality, right? So right, essentially, right. we were like, it's almost like we want there to be no audience. So how do we, how do we mimic that look? Uh, and and we, we kept trying different ideas. And I think uh, we were talking about different venue options. And he called me, and he was like, basically what I said in, 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 the, in, the, in that little segment, which is he... You know, he was like, I'm going to pitch you something and you got to call me back. You got to think about it and you got to call me back. He's like, I need to shoot you without an audience. And we hung up the phone and I thought about it for maybe five seconds. And I was like, that's, of course, that's a have to be what we do. And then since that moment, there, there was no, there was never another discussion. Since the special has such a strong visual element, I asked Drew about the influence of the director of photography, Jody Lee Lives. Jody, l- l- let me see if I can put this. You know, I don't mean to be hyperbolic, but Jody is a god. Jody is incredible. Jody, like Jody, I I love every minute of everything Jody did. And yeah, he was he was hugely integral to setting setting up the shots. I mean, truly, and I've been saying this. It, it, it is weird. This is this is a unique thing because it was so collaborative. You know, it wasn't merely a, a comedian performing on stage being captured by you know four tripods and a crane it was really truly truly a collaborative effort from the vision of gerard chris store jody life sammy lisenko Corey deckler a24 hbo i mean like really truly like there were a lot of contributing pieces that that were integral to the whole thing and i mean obviously you know jody you know jody's thumbprint is all over this now, working with Suki uh, Waterhouse, she's the it girl right now. How was that experience for you? Um, it's funny. She is, you know, it's, it's, I didn't know who she was until this. I'm so, like, out of touch with the Instagram pop culture world. Like, I just, I, she was kind of brought to me, um, you know, via, I think, I think Gerard knew her, and, and, and then everyone was kind of on board with her. And, and so, you know, I looked at, I, we looked at some stuff, and we're like, oh, yeah, this is, She's going to be great. And she knocked it out of the park, man. She was really great. And it's just funny because since this, I see her everywhere. I billboards and people, people are saying right. like, she's the new whatever. I'm like, oh, great, cool. No, because she, I mean, well-deserved because she, 
truly, truly brought it. She brought an element to this that I think was essential, and I, I think she she did everything that, that we needed her to do and more. And so, right. yeah, I have nothing but, but great things to say about her. She was, in, she was incredibly enthusiastic. Like, she, she really wanted to do everything the best way possible, and, and it showed both on camera and off. And, and right. so, yeah, huge right. fan of hers. There's an emotional dynamic to this special. It's not just comedy. It's a confessional. It's a drama. And it's shot beautifully. You've even got special effects folks involved. I was looking at the credits at the end of this thing because I was really curious how this thing came together. This is kind of sad that you mentioned that you've dedicated this special to Dan Ronan, who was a very funny comedian. I thought that was very tough. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. So you knew you knew Dan. I didn't. I I did some research, and uh, he boy, he was so funny. Yeah, super talented guy. I mean, he he, he kind of came up um, a little a few years after I did in Chicago, and he you know I I I, I, I don't want to speak out of turn, but you know we definitely had a a, a brotherly relationship, and we we were, we were very close friends, and you know obviously uh, when he passed four years ago, it was heart stopping and tragic and and all that. So he I mean. There's not a day that I performed or been doing anything that I haven't, you know, considered him and, and thought of him, and he feels very much a part of, of everything, uh, you know, just as he was when he was alive. And so I felt it was, you know, the least I could do is it was like only right that 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 his, his name was associated with this in some way. And you dedicated it to to Dan and Big Mick. I don't know who Big Mick is. Uh, Big Mick is uh, it, it's it's uh, one of my oldest friend's father who uh, who who passed away uh, two years ago. He was you know he was uh, like family to me. I mean, you know it's a family friend. But he was uh, he he was also he was always super supportive of me and and always kind of encouraged me to, to do the thing that wasn't easy. And to, you know when I left school, he was always kind of. He had my back and stuff like that. So, right. again, he felt very integral to, to this process as well. Right. And you thank your mom also. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, she reminds me every day I wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for her. So. I noticed the uh, the color change when you went to uh, sort of the more controversial material. I'm sure that was by design. Yeah, there's a, I wish I could send you. There's a there's an image I snapped during production. Or actually, it was during, it was during the walkthrough. So uh, we shot Wednesday and Thursday, but on Tuesday we came in and kind of explored the space and got to play around with some of the stuff. And there was, there's a, there's a moment where Gerard realized that he could change the color of the lights with just moving his finger around a color wheel on a screen. And I've never seen a person happier in my life. So, yeah. It's, it, it's just really watching him gray. play around and move his finger and change it from blue to red to amber yeah. to you know, like just you just watching that was was kind of a kid in the candy yes. shop. It, it adds an element of uh, theatricality to the presentation. And now, I appreciate that. Did yeah. you uh, did you connect with Gerard on the Carmichael show, or were you friends before then? He and I he and I met uh, four years ago at the Montreal Festival. Oh, okay. Um, and so we kind of became fast friends. I mean, like he, you know, he saw me once. He had me open for him, and then he was he was actually touring right after that to promote is his first HBO special, Love at the Store. And yes. so I did some shows with him then, and then we did a couple of festivals together. And then anytime either of us was on the other coast, we would just hang out and ride around, a lot of, a lot of dinners. And, um, you know, I, I consider him, he's one of my, you know, he's, he's Gerard's the best. <laughs> so, yeah, we've been, we've been friends for about for, for four years now. Oh, that's great. You know, I, actually, I saw your role on his show, The Carmichael Show. You had yeah, a very that was a fun phone call. 
You had a, a very <laughs> small role on Cynthia's birthday, but a very important role. <laughs> yeah, he, he, that's how he pitched it to me. He basically called me up. He's like, he's like, hey, what are you doing? Whatever. I was like, I don't know. I, I think I, I think I should be free. He's like, he, he's like, I need you to call. I need you to call me the N word. I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, he he didn't say that, but I, you understand. You understand what he said. <laughs> Yes, you played a very pivotal role in the show, and I think Cynthia had the best, the best line in the whole show right at the end. Really funny. Yeah. The, so during the taping, the, the taping was actually that, that episode for whatever reason was was much more complicated than it looked. Like the the the, the just the, the 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 lines and the dialogue was much more involved than I think people even realized. And so there was a lot of changes and things like that. So the, the taping took a little longer than normal. Right. And so what's kind of amazing at these things is they have a, a warm-up comedian who kind of kind of like keeps the audience engaged even through, you know, in between takes and resets and stuff like that. So they had been there for about five hours My when they goodness. shot that last – you're talking about the tag at the end? Yes. And uh, so they've been there for about five hours. You know, obviously that's a lot of strain to put on an audience. But when she did when – they, when, they, when they did that take, the audience erupted louder than any moment of the show prior. Like they, it was like a one-minute laugh, and then they were like, "I think that's what I think. I think that's what cinched it." But they were like, "Oh, we got it. That has to be what we." Well, you know what? But I'm, I, I wasn't on the creative for that project, so I can't right. do that. Right, right, big laughs. One of the things that you know, Gerard and I agreed on from the get-go, it's one of our early conversations that's kind of run throughout the friendship, is that, you know, the, the, the discussion of how to properly capture stand-up comedy or, or anyone or anything, any type of individual expressing an idea, how to capture that on film. And I think, you know, one of the things that I, I noticed early on was that it's, after a while, stand-up specials felt a little flat to me, and I was wondering why. I was yes. wondering if I was overexposed. And I think, I think part of... Um, the issue with it is, is, is stand-up, it's a live medium by, by design and by, by its inherent nature. And so w one of the most ex exciting feeling that you get going to the club, going to the theater, sitting with a, a room full of people, not knowing what the person's going to say, not knowing if it's going to even pay off, not knowing where it's going to go, there's something incredibly daring about that, and you feel that, that, that electricity when you're there. And so when you try to capture that on a film, it's, in, it's inevitably going to fail because film medium is presented – to an audience very differently than a live show. Right. When, someone is, when something is published and something is, is, is represented on film, one, you're detached from the moment, and two, you kind of know on some level that it works. You know what I mean? It's published. Yes. They're not, yeah. you're not gonna, you know, it's, obviously, unless it's like a live interview or live TV, you know, it's, you know it was given approval. You know it was, went through an editing process. That's something that's baked into our subconscious about how we view TV and film and stuff like that. We know, we can recognize the medium that we're watching. And so I think basically one of the driving forces behind, you know, the creative on this was how can we, uh, uh, bridge uh, that, uh, portray bridge this, that. this material. Yeah. How can we, how can we portray this in a way that speaks directly to the medium it's going to be seen on? Mm -hmm. You know, I toured this live for two years, but then when I, we filmed it, it was like, you know, it, let's see if we can do something that's, that, that it, it engages the audience at home directly. And this was, this was one idea we came up with that we thought was true to me and the material and the intention and the theme of what, of, of, of what we were working with. Now, the dialogue with Suki, that was a back and forth that seemed incredibly realistic. 
So how much of that was scripted? I think, you know, I, I mean, this is going to sound crazy. I honestly don't know what made it into the final. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the final cut of this. Um, <laughs> I don't think I don't think I I don't think I will. But I I know I know we uh, we started with some scripted elements and we definitely riffed around that and we kind of just let we you know they they kind of let us go back and forth and so I think some of it was you know loosely scripted and but a lot of it was just our sort of rapport going back and forth and mm-hmm. us trying to you know keep that ball in the air uh, to, essentially for what you're saying to capture something that felt you know. Like those in between moments, like right, like right. There, there was one version of the script where we had like super heady conversations, and then we kind of decided to opt against that because we were like all the headiness and the stuff. We get that from the stand up. We know where your head is at. Yes. We want to capture some stuff that feels a little, not necessarily lighter, but just like you know a little bit different tone and stuff that that shows a connection and things like that. And so, right. We try to keep it as realistic as possible. You really bridge the art between uh, so many different mediums, comedy, art, humor, drama. Well, truthfully, like when, when we make, when, when, you know, when we were making something like this, it really, to hear, to find, we're finally starting to hear thoughts and responses and to, so to hear you speak so directly to it and, and you know, to, to hear how you were impacted by it, it, it it's meaningful. I, 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 I'm really appreciating this moment for, for, for real. I can't get enough. I'm wow. really excited to to see where your career goes from now. I mean, you, you've worked with, I mean, <laughs> Top Talent, SNL. I mean, we didn't cover that. Uh, I'm really excited oh, for you. That, this is a big, this is a big deal. It's HBO special, and it's pushing the limits. That is phenomenal. I, I appreciate that, and 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 you know, I I appreciate um, I I just appreciate everything you just said. Thank you. Okay, well, I thank you, Drew. Thank you for taking the time. And, uh, yeah, look out. This special is coming at you. Coming at you. It was my, it was my pleasure. We'll talk, we'll talk next time, uh, maybe in, a, in another two years or so. <laughs> Fantastic. Today's show was produced and edited by Gregory Day. I'm Gregory Day, and this is pdxpodcast.com. If you'd like to reach me directly, you can contact me at greg at pdxpodcast.com. We'll be back shortly. See you then. Thank you.